Hello, this is Nick Hood, pastor of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, and today the focus is on Proverbs chapter 2, where the wisdom writer speaks of the value of wisdom, and then we will fast forward to the Gospel of John, the second chapter, where it begins with the uh, wedding at the at uh, Cana of Galilee, and also uh, it deals with um, Jesus cleansing the temple. And it's a fascinating, uh, for me, it's a little bit more fascinating now, having read the book of Leviticus, where there's so much attention placed on the temple, so much attention placed on the offering, uh, a cattle, a bull or a ram, uh, a bird, a turtle dove or pigeon, um, for particular kinds of offerings, grain offerings, and then to fast forward to Jesus in Jerusalem, where he's cleansing the temple of people who are selling the bulls, the lamb, the pigeons, the turtle doves. And then it makes more sense because, um, you know, by the time that Jesus is living, this has become an institution during the, the, the institution of bringing an offering to God. And if you don't have an offering, then you can purchase an offering uh, to be sacrificed. And uh, so just for me, it made it uh, much clearer to see the connection between the two. So we begin with Proverbs chapter two, the value of wisdom. My child, if you accept my words and treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. If you indeed cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blamelessly, guarding the paths of justice and preserving the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Prudence will watch over you, and understanding will guard you. It will save you from the way of evil, from those who speak perversely, who forsake the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil. Those whose paths are crooked, and who are devious in their ways. You will be saved from the loose woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the partner of her youth and forgets her sacred covenant. For her way leads down to death and her paths to the shades. Those who go to her never come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. Therefore, walk in the way of the good, and keep to the paths of the just. For the upright will abide in the land, and the innocent will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. Now we fast forward to the New Testament, 
We've gone from the Old Testament wisdom writer of Proverbs to the Gospel of John, and we're in the second chapter where we will begin with a wedding at Cana of Galilee, and then uh, we go to Jesus cleansing the temple uh, in Jerusalem. John chapter 2. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they remained there a few days. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. When he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, would not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to testify about anyone, for he himself knew that was in everyone. Uh, before we get to the questions of reflection, I just want to share something with you. Uh, I don't know if you realize this, but in John chapter 2, it starts with Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and then it ends with Jesus chasing out the money changers in Jerusalem. 
That's a 77-mile distance between the Galilee and Jerusalem. And Jesus has come down to Jerusalem for the Passover. And what this tells us is that Jesus probably went back and forth between Jerusalem and the Galilee. And uh, very often when people from different regions outside of Jerusalem, like in the case of Jesus, from the various villages of Galilee, when they went down to Jerusalem uh, for the Passover and, and the festival days, what I was told uh, in one of my trips to Israel is that uh, by one of the you know Israelite uh, historians is that when people like Jesus uh, and would come to Jerusalem from their villages, that they would come in mass, that they would um, the whole village you know would walk to Jerusalem, they would sing the psalms, they would pray the psalms uh, on the way uh, to Jerusalem. And then when they would get to the temple, the temple has really, really big steps in some places, and they're really wide, uh, wide enough where many of the people from a small village might be able to fit on one step by itself. And uh, the Psalms that are called Psalms of Ascent uh, literally speak to people ascending the steps to the temple. And so... Um, for instance, uh, the whole group from a village might say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then they put, their, then they step up to the next uh, step. And then they, you know, they say, then they recite the next verse, uh, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. They step to the next ver uh, step and say, um, you know, they, they just keep going through the psalm. And but before you would walk up those steps, you know, you have to go past the area where there's the ritual baths for people to go into the temple. And you have the money changers, not far from the ritual baths. And that's where um, Jesus chased out the money changers, uh, the people who are changing the money uh, for the offerings. Uh, and again, an offering of a bull, a lamb, a pigeon. A turtle dove uh, for those who came to the temple and did not have them. So I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, it For me, it helps to put in greater perspective uh, what Jesus was doing when he uh, cleansed the temple of the money changers. I'd like to share a few questions for reflection. Number one, which of the Proverbs in chapter two speak to you? Number two, what are your thoughts about the wedding at Cana? Question number three, why do you think the mother of Jesus seems to insist that Jesus do something about the lack of wine at the wedding? And sidebar question, do you notice that Jesus refers to his mother as woman here? Uh, also in the Gospel of John, uh, as he's dying on the cross, Jesus says, woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. It's very interesting um, way to refer to his mother as woman. Question number four, what does the changing of water into wine do for the disciples of Jesus? And question number five, after reading about the animals for sacrifice in the book of Leviticus, 
How does your understanding of the story of Jesus cleansing the temple become more clear? I'd like to offer a prayer based on what we have just read from Proverbs chapter 2 and John chapter 2. Lord, you've encouraged me to seek your truth and your righteousness. When I am weak, make me strong. Where I am lost, point me in a right direction. Help me to be sensitive to the poor and the desires of others. Remind me to use my gifts to help others in their time of need. Spread your favor in my direction and bless me with grace and mercy without end. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, this is Nick Hood, pastor of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, located in the heart of Detroit, Michigan, right at the very tip top of the Medical Center of Detroit, Michigan. Our street address is 600 East Warren Avenue, and I would love it if you would stop by and say hello. We worship on Sundays at 8.30 and 11 in the morning, but we also worship on Wednesdays at noon. Tomorrow, I will be reading from the third chapter of the book of Proverbs, as well as the third chapter of the Gospel of John. Until then, God bless.